Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to today's episode. And today we'll be talking about how to deal with overwhelm. And I can't even begin to explain how appropriate that is right now for me anyway. But before we get onto that, we want to say a huge thank you to our latest Kofi supporters. So we've got Maureen Ballard, Peter, um, artist, athlete, Susan Greco, Maggie Ha, Adrian, Marcia Furman, Gabriella and Rob Myers and we really appreciate your support we really do because it helps us towards the cost of running kicking the creatives um, and that helps us to keep doing what we do it also shows that you like what we're doing so we really appreciate it and we also want to thank everyone who's been sharing their work with us on social media um, well, Margaret Gray she's been sharing some really detailed ink drawings with us um, throughout October I mean it's it's just the beginning of November as we record this um, but they were amazing you saw those didn't you Tara? I did I actually got her on my list but I'll cross oh, off <laughs> great mind uh, yeah they were fantastic Karen Thornton as well oh do you know her creeptober um drawings were so lovely and um I liked her witches. She did some witches and they were all sort of squiggly ink drawings that had like colour and they were just really creepy, but in a really great, a real cutesy way. They were, I really enjoyed those. Did you? Did you is, she, is she the one that draws stuff on tea? Yes, I think she, yes, yes. she does. Yeah, yeah, she does. No, and also um, Michael Beckett, he, uh, I think he was practising his figure drawings and they were really good as well. So how about you? What's got well, you nick Margaret Gray, who I had. Sorry. So, <laughs> so We really should talk about this version. Yeah. So I've got Eva Falkhorst Bull Simpson. I'm sorry, Eva, I probably got that wrong. But she's been creating these amazing figures. Oh, I absolutely love these. I'd buy these prints. Um, she starts off by making some swirly marks on the paper. I don't know if you've seen this. And then she decides what they're going to be. And they're always some sort of figures, but they're figures doing something. But Oh, I know. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I love those as well. Utterly yeah. amazing. Oh, do you know, yeah. I would love those to be mine. Anyway. I've, I've got to get, she's going to be emailing you. Instead of trying to sell you all her prints now. <laughs> I did ask her actually already if she's making oh. prints. Oh. Um, I've also loved the faces created by Dorothy Sinise. I don't know if you've seen those. Yeah, I've been, I've seen. Yeah, I've been looking at the website all through October because it's my favourite month and I love looking at the Halloween stuff. What favourite month as in the month of the year or the month I of love October. No, I love well and and our challenges really. I just really enjoy October. I don't know what it is. Once it gets past that, I'm not interested anymore. <laughs> no. no, I'm not keen on October. Um anyway, what is new with you? Well, uh, I finished my fairy light painting a while ago, um, which I've spoken about in a, a few podcasts ago, but we've had a couple of interviews since then. So, um, yes, that's my update on that. Um, and that actually sold before I had the chance to get it on my website. So that was really cool. How did that sell then? Through Facebook? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody said, oh, I, I want that one. That's <laughs> I was <good>. like, okay. <laughs> so that was good. I'm really glad. Um, and they love it um, as well. So it's really nice. It's, Is that in it's the nice UK or...? Yes, it is for a change. Yeah. Very unusual. Um, and now, obviously, I need to get onto a new one. And do you know, that's always the hardest part for me, anyway, is, is trying to find the right sort of uh, setup, I suppose, to work from. I think sometimes that part actually takes longer than the painting itself. And I know, I, you know, I know the kinds of things I want to paint, but it's always hard to just get the perfect, the perfect. Um, you know you have something in your head yeah and you try and recreate it but somehow the light's not right and yeah so I, I'm that's the stage I'm at, at the moment and I don't like it when I haven't got anything already started but it's just part of it isn't it yeah well like I said you need to learn photoshop don't you so you can manipulate stuff a bit more oh god you know I <laughs> I once bought this is going back about 10 years probably I bought photoshop elements 10 um and I bought a book called Photoshop 
elements 10 for dummies and um, I got through the first paragraph and realised this is way too <laughs> complicated for me and I just got rid of it. Oh, no. See, I just I have no clue. That. Do you know, yeah, but it's okay if you understand that kind of language. I mean, honestly, people sort of always say to me, oh, you know, where do you, how do you get your images? I'm like, honestly, I, I do not know how to do Photoshop. I have no clue how to use it. And it would be a very valuable tool. But no, I, I don't use anything like that. I Photoshopped um, your last one a little bit. Oh, yeah. You, you, I, yeah. For anyone listening, I took this, this fairy light painting, um, I wanted to do. I had several images and I, I always eliminate, um, I use a process of elimination to sort of think, no, not that. That one's not quite right. That one's not quite right. And then there's always one where you're like, oh, God, that would have been perfect if only. And what the actual wire was kind of going straight down the middle and I wanted it to lean to the side. And usually what I would do is I would just use my imagination and paint it that way. But Tara said, oh, I can just Photoshop that image and just make that wire poke that way a little bit. I was like, oh, okay. I didn't expect it to really work, but it did. It was brilliant. About 10 minutes later, you came back with an image. I'm like, oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> so that really helped. Just need to learn so that. It would be very, very valuable, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also gave myself the epic task of building a new website on a completely different platform to my old one. And I don't think I need to tell you, Tara, do I, how time-consuming and stressful that was. Yeah. <laughs> Mainly because you put up with all of the whinging that I was doing while I was doing it. But, you know, my old site was looking really tired. And do you know what? I didn't really realise how tired it was looking until I started building my new one. And I wanted a fresh new look. Um, so I had promised myself I'd get a new one done before Christmas. Um, but it's never a quick and easy thing to do, is it? But finally, it's up and running, although um, I've still got one final hurdle to deal with, which is setting up shipping zones. Um, at the moment, it looks like I only sell to the UK, and that is not the case, but I just need to give my brain a little break before tackling that one. Yeah, I, I always think when you start something like that, you think it's going to be a real, it won't take me long, you know, it's all a template job, that's what, actually what I thought when I did mine, you know. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, you you keep coming up against these hurdles you think well this is supposed to be an easy website builder and it's really not an easy website builder I think a website is easy to build if you're just happy to I'll have that template I just want to stick some pictures on and a bit of writing in the in where it, you know but if you want um a unique website that with your own sort of what's the word I'm looking for your, mark. your own stamp on it yeah and it, then you have to you have to kind of adjust things and sometimes add coding and all sorts of stuff yeah. and it's just it's never quite that simple I always think but, as well like because when I was doing mine it wasn't even that I wanted to make this look really bespoke it was just that it hadn't got inbuilt things that I thought were obvious you should have like mm. say for example like MailChimp or or another you know, newsletter system wasn't built in and the, there was a ridiculous way round of getting it in. Do you know what I mean? It's just oh, so complicated. So I also attempted um, Sober October. Attempted? I, yeah, and I blame building the website for failing miserably. <laughs> but I did invent the brand new Sober first two weeks in October. Oh, well done. Yes, I'd be yeah. clapped for me. <laughs> two, week, two weeks more than it would have been. There we go. Exactly. exactly. That's exactly. how we talk about art, isn't it? You know, if you only draw two weeks of the month, it's a well done congratulations. So, you know, well done. Yeah, yeah. What about you? What's been going on with you? Well, sort of slightly um, unrelated to art, but related to our topic of overwhelm, it's been absolute chaos in my house for the last few months. We've had so much work done on the house. It's been absolutely crazy because you know we were thinking about moving don't you so we'd had our house on the market and Kevin had saved up for like stamp duty and all stuff like that hmm. um, and because we're now not moving at least not not for quite a while he decided we should do some home improvements which oh, is lovely now <clears throat> it's finally done but oh my god just like we, we had a kitchen fitted for the last two weeks and it's really hard to do anything when all we can hear is like drilling and power tools. 
Oh, it's awful. Especially so. when you're trying to podcast, hey? <laughs> yeah. And also we've got like, because my office, load of the stuff, like we had the microwave was in my office. So I'd come into a nice smell of curry, you know, like Lovely. in the morning. <laughs> oh, nice. And, and, uh, you know, we had plates and everything were in my room and, oh, it was horrendous. So I'm really pleased because the kitchen looks amazing. And that's that. Oh, you, you haven't shown me any photos oh, yet. Oh, I will okay. yeah. So the kitchen looks amazing. So that's really nice that we, we're not going to have anything done apart from it needs painting but that, that's it for a while mm, yeah um but during that all sort of around that i did actually manage to get uh most of our course filmed for our first course because i'm taking the lead on the first one aren't i with them um, i was of- gonna say i i feel very uncomfortable you saying it's our course <laughs> because you've done all the work with this one <laughs> Yeah, but you'll do all the work on the next one, <laughs> or we'll do a joint one on, and switch switch yeah. around a bit. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've taken a lead on this one, and I've when there wasn't power tools going, days people weren't here. I, I've I've filmed everything. I might have to film a few extra little bits and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I've now got to edit. I've got the mammoth task of editing. So I did start trying to do that, but that is quite hard when you've got drilling going on and stuff like that. Oh, it's a nightmare, isn't yeah. it? <clears throat> and and apart from that. Uh, Oh, yeah. So if anyone's got any advice, I've got to try and work out where to put that, what platform to put it on, whether to put it on our own or whether to put mm. that on someone else's. So if anyone's got any good ideas on that, let us know. Um, and Portrait Artists of the Week is back. Yay! <laughs> and if anyone doesn't know what that is, uh, on a Sunday morning, 10 a.m. UK time, if you go to the Sky TV Facebook page, they'll have a celebrity and an artist talking no, on Zoom, um, and the painter will be painting the celebrity, but everybody else can paint them too. So they'll tend to give you a screenshot or you can take your own, and they'll get about a 1,000 people each week or more sending, you know, tagging their pictures, saying they've drawn the celebrity. So that's quite a nice thing to do. And I was really pleased, actually, um, not this week, the week before, um, they had Five Live DJ Nahal, who, to be honest, I didn't I didn't know about because I don't listen to Five Live. Um, but I've he, never heard of it. <laughs> um, I think it's more news and sport. Okay. But he he left a comment on my Instagram saying this is so good, Tara. So I was well, oh well, oh, chuff with that one. Oh, yeah. But the funny thing is, I've been I've been getting to my desk on a Sunday, thinking I should want to do this, and I really don't want to do it. Why? I don't know. Because you were so into it last time. I know. I was so into it. But, but I you bore very easily, that's the thing. I Maybe do. And I think at the moment, I think I've, in my sketchbook, new things are coming out in my sketch. Well, they're sort of related. Yeah. But it's almost like I might need a slight break from doing these same sort of faces and a little bit of that. Yeah. It's like, it's like my paintings, you know, sometimes I do these really dark, sort of gloomy, but these bright objects coming out from that or sometimes I do it the complete opposite and it's real bright and light and I I think that's how I because it feels completely different doing it exactly the same style but in a different there's a different mood to it yeah and I think I will use the same materials yeah and I think I when it's really funny because when I was filming our course it I was um doing more with backgrounds which I've done before but it's now giving me the idea of how I kind of maybe want to do some of these as well. Yeah. So I suppose we ought to talk about today's um, episode about how to cope with the feelings of overwhelm that can come with being or at least trying to be a creative. And it's quite funny, really, um, because, well, not funny, it's the wrong word. But originally, we had planned to record this episode back in March because Tara was going through her own period of overwhelm. Um, she'd been filming her Find Your Art Style experiment, which ran over 60 days. And that had been a massive undertaking for you, hadn't it, Tara? You'd been oh, filming every day. Huge. Every day, you know, and, and obviously creating the art every day. So, you know, you were quite overwhelmed, weren't you, at the time? So we had we thought this is a great time to talk about overwhelm. Uh, we had all all the notes kind of written, and then we had a date to record, uh, which was basically about three days after lockdown happened, and absolutely no one in the world had anything to do for three months. So we decided perhaps we ought not to do this one now because we've all got so much time, we don't know what to do with it. So we, we thought we'd put it 
you know, on the back burner until now. And we have um, scheduled it for today. And and what happened yesterday, Tara? <laughs> Hello, we've gone into lockdown. Into lockdown again. This time only four weeks though. And also it's not quite like the last one. I mean, there are people are still working. They're just you know, shops are shut and you're not allowed to socialise with anyone apart from, you know, doing things like this. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, so again, things have quietened down, but we thought if you know, we can't, we've just gotta run with it. <laughs> so things are slightly more towards normal than they were, I suppose, but you know, you just don't know what's going to happen at the moment. But um, regardless of that, I, I've been going through my own period of overwhelm. And um, that's because the work I couldn't do during the first three months lockdown we had, it just all hit me like a tidal wave as soon as it was over. And oh my gosh, I was tearing my hair out and just not having a clue how to deal with it all and, and what to tackle first. And where on earth was I going to fit in my painting to all of this and everything else that goes along with that? And, um, you know, sometimes when things get too much, it can be easy to just hide from everything and hope that it'll all just go away. But the reality is, if we do that, the pile just gets bigger. And, you know, so we've got to find a way of plowing through it and just dealing with things head on, which isn't easy. But, you know, when you're going through a period when you just don't know where to start, where do you start? Well, I don't know is the answer to that one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of today's yeah. episode. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, and I have to tell everybody this, is um, you were com- you've been completely stressed lately, haven't you, because on work overload. And mm. you said, I think we need to do that episode on, on overwhelm. And I go to you, yeah, but you're really struggling with being on overload. You go, you go that's why I need the episode. I need to learn what to do. <laughs> I need to listen you want to teach yourself don't you here how to deal with your overwhelm well I I think I think what it is is when you when you are going through something like this unless you're going to talk about it and try and work out the root of the problem and try and work out steps to deal with it and make things a bit easier it's never going to happen. You're just going to constantly feel that overwhelmed. But uh, funny enough, even writing the, you know, these bullet points we write, but they don't, I don't just think, oh, do this, do that. I look into things, think, okay, well, that's, that's one way of doing it. And actually writing it down, even, it helps to a degree. It helps me work out in my own head how I can deal with this a bit better yeah I mean me and you we both love working on kicking the creatives don't we ideally oh, yeah. that's what we do alongside of our art all the time mm. so that would be yeah. our job essentially but of course we have to work and have got other commitments so we've got to try and juggle things uh, which is always tricky when you don't want to do the other things especially um, and often yeah. those are things we have to decide what to prioritize and what we have to do um, so like you say we've got to work out what comes first and, you know, there are apps to do it, and I use Todoist um, as an app to do it. But sometimes, just going back to the old way, like you say, of a bit of paper, and it's how I used to work, to be honest. When I used to do, have a lot of graphic design work in, and I'd start getting so like, I'm like, you know, when you get in your head, you're like, I can't cope with it, but you know this, totally. I can't cope <laughs> with all this work. Then I'd yeah. have this list, and at the top of the list, it would just be work, it'd say work in progress, and there'd be this big list of work in progress. And then below it, it'd be like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I'd just put all these things of this work in progress in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then I'd just go along. And if somebody then, you know, rang me up and there was something else coming, I'd just write it on and then each day I'd update it it's not a very environmentally friendly way of doing it but in some ways I prefer that to the old Todoist app because it's physically in front of you and I think sometimes having that physically in front of you whether it's in a notebook form or or even if you can have it like on an electronic device but you can see it more easily in front of you it's, it's that being able to tick it off I think that helps doesn't it and and seeing that it's all in control, it's... I, not, I definitely agree, yeah. yeah, the pen and paper thing, because yeah. it's visual. Yeah. It's a visual thing, and it's in front of you on your desk, whereas on the computer you've got to physically sign in, look at that app, and yeah. go through it, and it's just not the same for me, so no. I agree with that, yeah. But I think I think those apps work really well when you're not completely up against it. 
and I will yeah. use them for that. And you can, of course, put reminders on them, but it's just not, it's not quite the same, is it? Well, no, especially if you are overwhelmed and suddenly you've got this phone bleeping at you saying, you need to do this yeah. by then. <laughs> Mine would have been lobbed out the window, I think, on yeah. a few occasions. <laughs> but yeah, there are apps, aren't there? There's, there's other apps, isn't there? I mean, yeah, there's, there's tons of apps. And I say Todoist is a great app because mm. you can put things in, you can put a date on them, you can change a date, you can add notes. So, you know, in lots of ways, it's much better than paper. But it's just the fact it's not sitting next to you. And like you say, if, if you need to add something, you've got to go log in. You can't just scribble it on as a note, you know, by the side of you. Because it makes me chuckle <laughs> sometimes because I know that we've, we, say we, we've got this Todoist um, app together, haven't we? Yeah. And it's quite, it's quite funny because I forget about Todoist because I tend to write things down. And then every now and then I get this little thing comes up on my phone saying, Tara Roscoe has ticked off one of your um, to-dos on your to-do list <laughs> because <laughs> I've done it. And then I think, oh, no, that, I should have done that. <laughs> well, sometimes I just tick them off because it's not, it's not actually happening when we'd originally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny. You're managing my list very yeah. well. <laughs> I want to tell you about something I've started doing okay. over the last couple of weeks. There was actually a day where I, you know, when you just get to that point where everything is just got so much that you, you almost can't find the motivation to do anything at all because, you know, even though you needed to do it, it's like, it's it's too much. Yeah, it's too much. I'm just going to do nothing because I can't. And um, it wasn't even because I didn't have the time. It was just that I was so tired thinking about everything I had to do. And it was one of those days where... I had a lot of things I wanted to get done, but the day came and went and I just had to, well, I'd let the day pass. I'd got absolutely nothing done at all. And I think it was just because I hadn't made a decision as to what was the most pressing task. So my mind was just too jumbled. It was just everything was spinning around in my head and and I hadn't thought, okay, what, what do I need to think about first? And I was so fed up with myself at the end of the day that I decided to send myself, this is the loony bit, send send myself an email, Um, an email (laughs) to open the following day. (laughs) Basically, this email started by telling myself just how rubbish I was feeling at that point, not having achieved a single thing that day. (laughs) <laughs> I know, I know, it does sound bonkers. Maybe, maybe this is my this is a sign of early signs of a breakdown, perhaps. <laughs> I went on then to tell myself that only I was in charge of how this new day was gonna go. And then this is the key part of this email. Then I listed three tasks that I wanted to get done the next day. Um, so I didn't list the million things I had to do, I just picked three. And I ended the email by saying that it was down to me how I was going to feel at the end of the day. That's a good so, email. I like this. Yeah. I think perhaps you should have been nicer to yourself. I needed a good kick up oh. the bum. I needed, do you know what I needed? What? I, I needed a kick in the creatives. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so the following morning, I opened my email. It's really weird. I felt oddly motivated by it. And I think maybe if someone else had tried to motivate me in the same way I wouldn't be in their head so I couldn't have related to how they were feeling if somebody else said oh I I would feel awful if I hadn't have done this and it's when you've got yourself telling you and reminding you how you felt you really do remember how you felt and I honestly did not want that feeling again so I basically got up read my email got straight on with the first task and by the end of the day I'd done absolutely all three of the tasks I promised myself I would yeah and I had such a sense of achievement I was kind of buzzing I was like oh that's brilliant this is such a good idea so I then sent myself another email (laughs) this time telling myself how great I felt and you know I'd achieved these three things and I you know I still remember how bad I felt the day before and I listed three more tasks to do in fact I think it was two two because they were bigger tasks to do the next day and I know it sounds like you know I'm on sandwich short of a picnic here but it really worked and slowly but surely I was working my way through the list and I was finding myself really feeling offloaded it was really good but going back 
to what you said about writing a list. Well, I'm just thinking that you need to give your other self another name. She needs a pen name. Yeah, like an alter ego. (laughs) Mean me. Yeah. (laughs) As mean me and nice me. But yeah, I needed a bit of meanness, I think. I was like, for God's sake, just do something about it. There's no point sitting there panicking. Just, that's not going to work. But yeah, you you were talking about writing a list, weren't you? I think this is what I found when I was writing this email to me (laughs) that you have to you have to find a way of deciding what your biggest priority is and uh, unfortunately that will often be the thing that you least want to do yeah yeah that's the thing it's it's, it is often the thing you think I really don't want to do that and you kind of always leave it at the bottom of the pile but you know that it might be just because it's something you don't enjoy doing or it might be a commitment you've made and you don't want to let someone down. But by far the best thing to do is get that thing that you have to do out of the way before anything else. And that way, even if you don't get anything else done, you'll still feel a sense of achievement at the end of the day. You still get to tick that most pressing thing off your list and just leave those smaller things to deal with. Yeah, now this is where you love that flipping analogy, don't you? You love the one that you're making me say out now, which is about the, the, ah. rock, the rocks, the pebbles, and the sand in the jar. So, if anybody, I'm has, sure lots of people have heard this, but yeah, I think it's a good analogy. Yeah. So, so basically, it's you've got rocks, pebbles, and sand. So, if you went and put the sand represents all the little things that you'd kind of like to do, but aren't that important so if you stuff them all in the sand all in the jar first you'd be able to get much less pebbles and rocks in the rest of the jar whereas if you got the big things out over the way out the way first so if you get the rocks the big things put those in the bottom of the jar and then you put the, the things that you know really kind of do need to be done next they'll fit in the gaps between the rocks so the pebbles will fit in the gaps between the rocks and then the really tiny things that will kind of be nice to do the sand that will fill any space that's left there we go is that nice <laughs> <laughs> i love that analogy you i did, really do why did i have to say it <laughs> i just i just think i needed reminding oh right so, am i like your email is yeah that so basically you're yeah okay i could not send you an email every night that'd be quite fun actually oh yeah that would be great oh no it would be that would be that would be really You'd be very blunt wouldn't it you'd be so blunt with me (laughs) the funny thing is actually when you were talking about sending yourself an email i've um when, when i've been kind of down about stuff i've like journaled i've just not a constant journal but like just one day i've picked it up and i've just like offloaded my brain and then I read it back, like, and it's like, oh my god, scary! It's, it's scary, and it's like, um, I was like feeling really sorry for myself and a bit pitiful. And you think, oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, pull but, yourself together. Time, that is yeah. how you felt. So mm. yeah, it's quite. A... Well, you can't help how you feel, can no, you? You, can't. you know, and you can either be honest with yourself about it or not. Yeah. And you know, it's it's not actually being pitiful it's just sometimes that's how you feel and, and that's how most of us feel at some point or other don't we yeah it's you do to, yeah yeah but I think one thing I would say um and this is partly I suppose because of having that list is to make sure you just focus on that one thing at a time and I don't know about you Tara when I was at school I every single report I I had since I was really tiny to when I left school I said um easily distracted everyone and that's so true because I am really easily distracted and the same applies when I'm trying to get a list of things done I'll start something and then something else will interrupt me and I'll focus on that instead and then I'll end up completely jumbled up and not really knowing what I was starting so focus on one thing at a time it's much better to get one thing done and done well than get a few things started but not finished so remember you're aiming for that big fat tick on your list and this is what I found when I was feeling overwhelmed I was doing everything really badly instead of doing one maybe two things really well and I never had that plan of action I never had a written list and I never prioritized and without that I just wasn't being productive at all and the thing was (laughs) this is so stupid I didn't even think I had time to write a list. <laughs> but if I had, it would have saved me a lot of time in the long run. So, yeah, 
put aside those five minutes just to think, right, I'm going to write this list. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, when I was at school, I think I was quite focused, actually. They always knew which subjects I liked and which I didn't because yeah. I'd bother more with the ones. <laughs> I, you know, I yeah. did pretty well across the board, but um, but I now get the report card that you got <laughs> back then because now I'm easily distracted. And I'm fairly sure that's because I definitely think all our phones and our iPads and the TV, we're, not, we're like kind of programmed now to not, sit still and do something focused aren't we mm, yeah Where, and I and in the past I've actually set myself those little apps you know that you have to remain focused for like 30 minutes yeah and it stops you looking at other things and that they are great if you're doing things on the computer but obviously if you're not working on a computer then they're not so good but I even find nowadays I still have your good old-fashioned file facts <laughs> uh, do you know that I believe they're coming back into fashion, aren't they? Really? Somebody has designed this new style Filofax to try and get people back off of, you know, right. just constantly relying on screens. I really like that idea. It is a good idea because as soon as you go on screen, that's it. You can go off into loads of different directions where there's nowhere else to go in a Filofax, is there? No, you're focused on what what's to yeah. be done. Whereas on on like you say on the screen, it's a whole rabbit hole, isn't it? Because you, you've always got that little Facebook icon in the corner that you're. Yeah. Oh, I just check see what's going on on there, and then they, there's your little email inbox. You're, oh, I better check emails, and you know it's kind of like you haven't got that in your file of facts, have you? No, I went onto uh, Facebook yesterday to actually get all the answers for our questions for the podcast. So I wanted to cut and paste them and put them into the document. Mm. And um, I went on there, uh, went onto Facebook, came off of Facebook, and thought, oh, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't even do the thing I've gone onto Facebook to do. Because <laughs> I'd obviously gone on, then there was stuff from our group, and I'd obviously looked at something or answered something, and then hadn't done the task, which is how bad electronic media is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's totally it's is. shocking. But Filofax, Filofax used to be, um, uh, didn't they say it was for yuppies? Yeah. Filofax. Yeah. Are you a yuppie? Oh, obviously, I must be. <laughs> I just need to be a little bit richer, I think, to be. Yeah. Happy. Yeah. Maybe one day. But if you keep procrastinating, I think one really useful thing is to make your own deadline. Um, and it helps to team up with someone, doesn't it? And I, I did this with Lisa recently, you know, my friend Lisa, yeah. because I was going to ask you, you know, when I was filming this course and I wanted to yeah. make sure I filmed so much a week or did a certain amount. And I would have asked yeah. you, but I think you'd have probably bit my head off. If I, no, I would not. <laughs> if I would have asked you to keep keep management over my time oh do you know why I would have been brilliant because I would have been I was so at the end of my tether I'd have been really mean get on with it <laughs> just get on with it anyway I did it with Lisa and um <sighs> and it that was really helpful because I did feel because I told her that I was going to do something that I felt mm. like I needed to do it um so yeah I I I did what I meant to do then, and I need to do something like that. I might have to do it with you again, actually, because I need to get my arse in gear. Um, the, or another good thing, I think, as well, that if you know in advance that you're likely to be overwhelmed, but, you know, you're going to have a lot on, mm. it's to try and get stuff out of the way first. Because when I was doing my, um, you know, that Find Your Art Style Challenge that I did? Yeah. Well, before that, I made sure I got a load of the Kick in the Creative task done, like the months before. Yeah. Thought, oh, yes. You, you yeah. know, I'm not going to have time to do it. So I cleared as much as I could, you know, prior to that. But obviously, you don't always know that that's coming no. up. You didn't know the first lockdown. You didn't know what it was going to be like when we went back, did you? No, gosh, no. And you no. couldn't do it. You, there was no way you could do it because the work hadn't come in. That's right. Yeah, just all came at once. But I use um, Google Calendar. I don't know if you use that, do you? I think I showed you it originally, didn't I? Did you? Yeah. Oh, you might have done. Yeah. <laughs> what would I do without you, Tara? <laughs> I don't use it myself now, really. But <laughs> I literally don't know how I managed without it. I really don't because the beauty of it is it comes it comes everywhere with you because as well as being on your computer, it's also on your phone as well. And I love it because it's kind of visual. It's it's color coded, so you might have um, and you pick your own color. So you might choose one color for appointments, 
one for deadlines, one for work. You can have little reminders. You can add as many as you like. And of course, I've got one for kicking the creatives as well. So I know when a, a newsletter's got to be drafted out and I know when we've got our podcast recording, that kind of thing. And what I find is that sometimes when I open it, there's just this overwhelming rainbow of colour though. <laughs> so don't forget, if you if you decide to use it, just allow yourself some white space. And I've become a bit more mindful of this now. When I start looking at it and think, oh God, this is just a rainbow on there. Just, just remember, okay, before I put anything else in, I'm going to leave myself a couple of days white space, you know. Yeah. Because then you know you've got nothing pressing to do. It's quite handy though, because you can actually untick colours. So you're left with only one colour. And that makes it easier to find things if you can't see the wood for the trees. And then all you need to do is is retick them again and they all come back. But sometimes when things get really, really busy, I can then click and just drag a less important thing to a later date. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm quite good at that. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever calendar you use, you know, you can just do the same. Just make sure you're not putting off the big stuff because don't forget that is going to be worrying you until it's done. So it's better to move a few less important things um, further down the line and allow yourself time to get that one big thing out of the way. Now, this I didn't actually go in my notes, so I'm throwing this one in. But um, if you're not a very kind of methodical thinker and you've got this big, mm. big task and you're finding that overwhelming, mind map it out. And I did this recently, didn't I, with our course? Because we'd, we'd started writing these docs with these notes in it and it's like, I just realised it, it just wasn't working for me because when you have fixed notes like that, you can't, move notes easily so I basically my mapped out every topic that I wanted to cover in this course and because it's not I don't know how you describe it, it's not static is it no it's quite funny because you sent me pretty much a diagram of your brain and everything <laughs> in it <laughs> said have a look at this I thought what in the world am I looking at? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to say, okay, this is section one. You yeah. can you can move things and you can just almost how your mind thinks, how it spits out. You, you can spit it out in a mind map. And I realise that that is totally the way, it is the way my mind works for stuff like that. And so, yeah, definitely look at that. And I was using uh, MindMeister for that. It's it is a paid program, but you can get three mind maps free. So I think I just keep deleting stuff and then make a new one <laughs> because you can print it out as well, can't you? Yeah, so. you can. Uh, but it, it just it just really works for me, and that's how I've done courses in the past as well, and and other things I've you know I've been trying to think through, but they're not all like headline subheadline. That you know you need to organise it first almost, and it works really well from that. Um, another thing to think about is can you automate any of your tasks make them simpler or organize them differently so they take less time so when I did that find your art style challenge as well I I put all my videos together so I'd, I'd do the drawing record it and then I'd put the videos together and then I'd do the voiceover afterwards well that what that meant was that I'd do the voiceover but then I'd have to shift the video a little bit to to fit my voiceover because I think, oh, I need less video for that bit. I need to speed that up a bit. And then I realized after I'd done a few that it was far easier to write and then record a voiceover first, as long as I knew what I'd done, you know, within the process, and then put the video to it because you're only doing the process once then. Plus, then I'd use those notes that I'd written for the voiceover. They were essentially my blog post. So just by thinking through doing a process a different way, it speeds things up and saves loads of time. Yeah, and I think when you when those um, in betweeny times come along, perhaps when you're waiting for your video to download or upload or whatever you want to call it, or while you're waiting for that email to arrive or um, paint to dry, you know, switch to a smaller task, and that might be to order that birthday card you need to order someone um, on your to-do list might be to write some more of your shopping list all of those smaller things that you've got to do you know you need to do it and those little bits are ideal to fit into those little in-betweeny times and you could almost write a list of those tiny tasks you know order dog food 
that kind of thing, just separately and, and just slot those little things in when you can. And you might think, well, you know, order dog food. <laughs> but it's all those little things that make one great big chunk of time, don't they? Well, I think those little tasks as well, they they mess up your mind. I they do. It's funny because but they use that space in your brain until you've done it. Those That sort of thing is the kind of thing I can look at when I'm waiting for something else. Yeah, and, and remember, you don't have to do everything at once. I think we get guilty sometimes. Is mm. we have to, I, I know you're terrible at this, Sandra. You, yeah. You've got, what? You've got this list. You know these things that you need to do, but you feel like you need to do it all at once. I remember you um, emailing me or, or we've been speaking on the phone. You go, oh, my God, I haven't even done the newsletter yet. And at the time, it would be like about the seventh of the month, and and the newsletter needs to go out on like the twenty fifth. Yeah. So essentially, we'd have two and a half weeks left, and she'd be going, "Oh my god, I haven't even done it yet." And I think I think we do get like that. I mean, I was panicking uh, a little while ago that I hadn't created our podcast video snippets, which mm. is just like a, a tiny little minute of of audio just to give a flavour. And I was thinking. We usually put the podcast out on the Monday, so the first snippet would go out on the Monday. Mm. And then I realised, do you know what? It doesn't matter. I can, for the, for the Monday, we can just have the photo we use for the podcast. I can do the video snippet to go out on a Wednesday. It's not the end of the world. And then that means I've got two more days to do the snippet. Yeah. Well, it needs to be done just before you need it. It doesn't need to be done weeks before. So the other thing you can do, um, which Tara and I obviously do, is share the load. So um, do you have to do everything yourself? Can someone else help you with some of those tasks? You know, it might be that your other half is popping into town for something. Well, perhaps they can post that parcel you need posted. And, you know, if you've got kids, are they earning their pocket money? Maybe you could allocate little chores for them, like watering the plants or hoovering, depending on how old they are, of course. But just just getting some help with a few of those little things. It's no hardship on anyone else, but it can make all the difference to you when you've got so much to do. I think when you go back to your art and your creativity and you're taking part in challenges, you know, challenge yourself, but don't bite off more than you can chew. So don't suddenly decide that you're going to do this 100-day project that consists of stupidly like I did the 60 day one where you're going to make a video every day and you know, yeah. create your drawing if you've also got stacks of work on at the same time you know just promise yourself you're going to do something rather than you know create a masterpiece basically uh, and make sure you build in time to have a breather otherwise you know you get anxious and your sleep gets affected um you know, get gets plenty of sleep and don't work up right until you go to bed because then I think you're just buzzing. I mean, I was doing recently, you were laughing, weren't you? Because um, I was um, listening to like hypnosis. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was it was really good. It was a Paul McKenna one. It was about de-stressing and calm. One of them I was listening to. I was listening to a couple. Um, and it'd be really good because literally I would fall asleep during this hypnosis CD. But then at the end, he'd go... And in a moment, you're going to wake up. And, oh. and I'd be like, no, because I would literally wake up. <laughs> oh, God, I need to try one of those. And go, and you, when I count up to 10, you'll be wide awake. And I would try and stop the phone before it got to 10. I didn't want to be wide awake. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I should have edited that off the end, shouldn't I? Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. I would have done. I mean... I'm trying to think if I could have yeah. someone like Paul McKenna hypnotise me. I assume the sleep one he doesn't say at the end. Oh, yeah, wake <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Um, so I was talking about um, the white space on the calendar earlier. In your brain. <laughs> yeah, the white. I've got loads of white space in my brain. Um, but if you don't leave yourself any time to just take a break, it's not healthy. And actually, you know, you can stop being out of focus properly at all. So there are a few ways of reminding yourself to take a break during a big task. But one is is using the Pomodoro technique, which I'm sure we've talked about in a really early episode. Was it on time management or something? Yeah. I think so. yeah. Um, actually, maybe I should listen to that episode again. Maybe you should. <laughs> but basically, what you do is you set a timer for 25 minutes, 
And then when the timer goes off, you take five minutes break and then you repeat that. And then after every four times you've repeated, you take a longer break of 15 or maybe 30 minutes. And I suppose it's just a way of rebooting your brain. But you'll be far more effective if you give yourself small but regular breaks than you would if you just kept working through. And there are lots of apps that you can use to do this. And um, you can adjust the timings, obviously, to suit your own life. I mean, I used to um, use one called Focus Keeper, I think it was called, and it was really good. And when I was painting, I used to set mine for 45 minutes at a time because 25 minutes just wasn't long enough for that. By the time I got into the zone, my alarm was going off. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's no good for me. So you could you could set it for 45 minutes, even an hour. But make sure then after that hour, you give yourself five or 10 minutes break. Um, but you just type in the word Pomodoro and I'm sure loads of different apps will come up. Yeah, sometimes tomato um, timer as well you get because Pomodoro means tomato, I think. It does in Italian. See, Tara speaks fluent Italian. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I speak. Uh, I speak spaghetti and Italian. Uh, <laughs> that's about it. Apparently, all you do do is you put an O on the oh, end of every word you yeah. say. Poor Italians. We're now going to get done for racism of the Italian oh, no. language. <laughs> their, their language is beautiful. Beautiful. Another thing you can try is a meditation app, just something that gives you a break for like 10 or 15 minutes from your own head. And me and Kevin tried to do this. Um, I can't remember when we were trying to do it, about six months, a year ago, Kevin was feeling quite stressed. And at night, he got the, there's a, a, an app called Headspace and he subscribed to it. So we'd both, you know, sit on the sofa or lie on the sofa and he'd uh, put this app on for 10 minutes and we'd be really quiet and try. And then the dog, he used to come round and it'd like, it'd stick his head in your face. He'd <laughs> like, like start shaking and getting up. He'd been really quiet all the time for, and both of us would start cracking up, laughing. <laughs> it's like as soon as we started doing it, he'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, he's probably thinking, yeah, what's going on? Yeah, so if you've got a dog, you need to put him out of the way when you do that. But um. Another thing to do is build in a break or take a walk. Just that outside air. I think some something about sort of being outside really really does help sort your mind out. And during the height of lockdown early in the year, I felt completely overwhelmed. It wasn't anything to do with work. It was just to do with well, being locked down, I think. It was just so bizarre, wasn't it? And then my brother got, you know this, my brother got mentally ill. So my brother has Asperger's and lives with my parents who are in their 70s. And he, he just went, well, basically he was hearing voices and all sorts. And, you know, when, you, when you're not living with someone as well, you start worrying about them, don't you? Yeah. And it was just yeah. everything was going on my head. And I just feeling more and more panicky. And we started doing, uh, me and Kevin started doing yoga at night. And there's this... Um, youtube channel called yoga with adrienne i don't know if i've mentioned it before yeah you have and she oh gosh she's she's brilliant isn't she have you done it now yeah but she does full-on because i was expecting maybe a five minute thing she does do 10 she, minutes she does yeah. do that yeah but that, then when you watch some of her other videos they're like full-on yoga classes aren't they but they're really hard because she's saying but when as she talks um Obviously, you need to get to know the positions, don't you? So I was trying to do these yoga classes, um, but also trying to watch the screen at the same time, which is hard <laughs> when you're trying to do the downward facing dog or whatever it is. And we did the really basic ones. So we were yeah. in the 10 minute and then it was nothing mm. fancy at all like that. No. Just like neck for neck and shoulders and stuff, mm. really easy. So we, we would do that but the funny thing was as soon as we would sit down after we'd done it once so the next night we'd go and sit down I would start yawning as soon as we put it on not oh, wow. was boring but I think she would get you because as you do it she makes you really breathe doesn't she yeah she's got a lovely voice she's as got well a lovely voice and she makes you like do this deep breathing as you're doing it and I think it would just make me so relaxed that as soon as I put it on I would start yawning <laughs> but I cannot tell you how much because my brain almost felt like, it, it, it sounds weird, like it was separating from my body at one point. It was just like, you know, you don't know what to do with yourself. Mm. It's like, and just doing that at night really kind of made me feel a lot, lot better. Do you know, there was a, an app, I can't remember what it was called. I, I thought that one I was using was called Headspace, but I must be wrong. But there was this app where 
it's supposed to be kind of meditative and you you listen to this really quiet music and what you do is you have to record yourself saying whatever it is it's like a repetitive thing so you're listening to yourself telling yourself what you're going to do oh right it might be I'm going to be more confident at doing this or <laughs> blah 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 and this and you listen to it and, you, and it's kind of like a because it, you're saying it over and over again like your affirmation it, almost yeah it is affirmations exactly so I tried this once <laughs> but um yeah I definitely don't have a relaxing voice to listen to <laughs> really like quiet gentle music and then there's me going I must do this <laughs> I must do this I must do that and I'd be like oh my god get my voice out of my head <laughs> I'd be absolutely what's that that thing what this thing? is craze isn't there what's it called <clears throat> and you get like people have like YouTube channels dedicated to this oh what's it called audio induced AI, oh, what is it? When people, they do things like they make a fizzy drink or something right. and they play it right really close to the microphone. Oh, right, okay. So, it's, or, so they're playing the fizzing. Yeah, it's like, or, or you can do it with your voice. Oh, right. <laughs> Shall I try it? Come on then. What is it? So it's all about. Oh, no, this sounds like a sex tape. I can't it's... listen to this. <laughs> Carry on, carry on, move on. <laughs> it's about relaxation techniques. Oh, that's really funny. <laughs> it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. I can't bear it. And it was funny because I heard something, somebody talking about something like this, and people apparently they do things like they fold towels um, oh, in front of the talking. microphone and they describe what they're no. doing. And Oh, what's it called? Uh, AI, hang on, audio something relaxation i don't right. know do write to us on a postcard what it's called <laughs> <laughs> but but um yeah it's really weird i don't know how i got onto that no i don't know i don't anyway moving yeah. on. but anyway i know that i'd be rubbish if somebody if i did that people get hundreds of pounds to um to do this do on, a, on a on a microphone oh, and right. um yeah i don't i think people pay me not to do it i don't know where i was <laughs> journaling oh yes yes i was yes so try journaling <laughs> <laughs> try journaling to get things off your mind and you know if that works for you anyway but don't let that become something else to add to your list of things to do that's the only thing isn't it if you if you sort of start thinking oh my god i've still got to do my journaling yet that would be defeating the object but you know use it if and when you feel like you need to to clear the junk out of your head well, and, I told you I did, isn't it? But I didn't. Yeah, yeah. but you know, even even just in list form, it's not journaling necessarily, but it's just getting it out on paper what you need to do, or like you say, how you're feeling. Um, what I would say is, if you've got a to do list written down for the next day when you go to bed, you'll sleep a lot better than you would if you just have it in your head. You yeah, know, and also um, have a notebook by the bed. I I sometimes, well, when I was really busy or when I'm trying to collect mm. ideas, if you have a notebook by the bed or in a drawer by the bed, then yeah, if you suddenly worry about something in the night, if you write it down, you're less likely to keep focusing on it and over and over again because you yeah. can't forget it once it's on that paper. No, because when you go to bed and you're thinking, oh, oh, I mustn't forget, I've got to do this tomorrow. Yeah subconsciously you're going to be worried that you might forget yeah so if you write it down it's just a way of getting rid of it it's gone you know that you're not going to forget it yeah. so it's not there at all and you know you're going to remember the next day so you can just forget about it when you go to bed it's really really good way of um helping you to relax is to you know get get that bit out of your head where you might forget something just have a notebook write stuff down i've done stuff like that right at night not to but more like I've had an idea. Oh, I've had a brilliant idea for a name for something, you know. I've had, and then I'll write it down. I think, oh, it's the best thing ever. And I wake up in the morning. I look at that and I think, oh, that's from a podcast I was listening to. <laughs> it's not even new. It's for, at the time in the night, I've obviously thought it's new. Do you find when you're when you're in bed? Oh God, the, it's coming. <laughs> when you're in bed, yeah. Do you find that things? 
are massively bigger. Yes. <laughs> than normal. Yes. It's just like the, the smallest thing things, yeah. the smallest things can just seem ginormous. Or a and re- then, replaying something in your head over and over again. Yeah, it's like it's like when you wake up in the morning, though, what I find is, so I'll go to bed and I won't have thought about much of this in the day because I haven't had time. And then I go to bed and I'll think, oh, and I'll worry about something. And something small can seem much, much bigger. Yeah. It's sort of magnified, isn't it? And then it can snowball in your mind to irrational <laughs> levels. And what's really interesting is almost always when you wake up the next morning realising you've barely slept, is you think, what on earth was I worrying about that for? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's the sort of thing where it'd be useful to write it down. Yeah, so so why is that, do you think? Do you think it's because we... Because there's nothing else there. There's no other distractions, is there? Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's interesting, isn't it, that often what those massive things we worry about are irrational. We just yeah we just have it in our heads it's a lot bigger than it actually is and i think it's you know? it is because your brain hasn't got anything else to concentrate on so it keeps going back to it yeah as well and even as much as you say to it right this doesn't matter stop you know five minutes later you'll be thinking about it again it's weird yeah yeah i think one thing to think about as well is even when you've got this big list of things that you need to do don't underestimate the importance of doing something you want to do. So it's really easy to spend time doing that mundane stuff that you don't like. But you, to keep your mental health on track, you at least want to try and find five or ten minutes a day just to do some drawing or writing or reading or, or whatever it is that you really enjoy doing. I agree, especially with the mental health thing at the moment. I mean, this has been something that we've heard so much about recently because of this whole lockdown, this whole year, really. It's just been a complete write-off, hasn't it? And, uh, you know, it's affecting people. And I I even think, you know, you and me have both been affected in some ways. Um, It's worrying, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And um, so so imagine if... You were more prone. It's going to be far worse. So you know, well, if you'd live on your own, I think would be yeah as well. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I think, like you say, those things that you would like to do, put some of those things above the other things because, you know, there are some things we have to do. But you know, the dishwasher can wait, the ironing can wait. Make time for your creativity first because all work and no play is no good for anyone. And actually don't underestimate the importance of your creativity and the things you love to do to keep your mental health in good shape it's really really important yeah definitely and we, we've just had a podcast which will air before this one haven't we with mike brennan and he talks mm. exactly about how his mental health didn't do so well when he wasn't creating and that's what it took to to help him get well again it's funny isn't it because i think when you're feeling low you can almost stop creating because you're feeling low but often the one way of helping yourself out of that is to create yeah isn't it funny isn't it yeah 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 anyway shall we read out the answers to our previous question and the question was what is your favorite art related joke i know and do you know what because you said oh i can't believe you've asked that question (laughs) and i think it's because i thought this year we need some we need some fun. <laughs> we need some fun stuff. But the, then I realised that the thing about jokes is the way you tell them. Oh God, yeah, we're not good at that, are we? And I'm not very good at understanding jokes or telling them. <laughs> so, so if there's okay. any comedians out there that we can we're get gonna... to redo this bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so we've got Creative Zeton. Two men standing in front of a picture. Sunset or sunrise? Must be a sunset. No artist would stand up this early. Do you know, that reminds me of when I was at college, I really wanted to get a, a photograph of, su- of a sunrise. And oh, uh, yeah. back then we used black and white cameras. You know, they weren't digital. Yeah. And we'd get them, uh, we'd develop them ourselves. And so I, I got up really early. It was like, you know, five o'clock I went out and went drove up the road to like the fields and, and tried to get this photo. And then my um, tutor said to me, oh, is it sunset or sunrise? And I'm thinking, 
I didn't realize they looked the same. What? Why did they? Oh, they've gone and done the sunset. <laughs> I'm going to say that's exactly unless unless you're um, taking the photograph in front of a compass. Who's going to know? Yeah, no, stupid, <laughs> eh? Anyway, there we go. Uh, I've got another one from Creatives Eaton, and she says at an exhibition. This picture doesn't match with the theme of abstract landscapes. It's way too concrete. Well, that's the window. Oh, God. You can imagine that with modern art, can't you? Oh, yeah. So, writer of reality, she says, I like this one. This is, this is, my, this is so simple and I love simple jokes. Do you want to know my, do you, not my art joke, but I'll tell you a joke. That okay. I, it's the funniest joke in the world and it's always made me really laugh. This isn't going to make me laugh, is it? What do you call a dog without a bone? I don't know. Floppy. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I love those simple jokes. I just find them really funny. This one's one of those. What what do you call an imaginary colour? I don't know. What do you call an imaginary colour? A pigment of your imagination. (laughs) These are all growners, aren't they? Oh, dear. Right, that was by Writers of Reality. Did you say that? Yeah, I did. Okay. No, you're not listening to me at all. Now we've got Myocardis. Oh, I've almost said Myocardis Earth. That's a joke. Um, (laughs) Myocardis. And they say, Earth without art is eh. So basically E-H. So it's a very clever wordplay. Nothing could be finer photos. She's a full-on Monet. It's like a painting, see? From far away, it's okay. But up close, it's a big old mess. Share from the film Clueless. Now, I've never seen the film Clueless, which might be why I don't get that joke. <laughs> well, I don't think you have to have seen the film Clueless. Oh. No. Oh, is it because I'm clueless? <laughs> no. It's just basically, there's obviously a woman who's in a, you know, who's in a bit, a bit of a mess, but probably looks good from a distance. Oh, I see. Oh, the jokes are no good when I have to explain them. <laughs> see, I told you I'm rubbish. Yeah. Right, I've got... Um, Margaret Gray, and she says, uh, 2020, no Monet? Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, nowhere to go. And go is like Van Gogh. <laughs> Not bad, actually. Ruth Inman, what made Van Gogh such a good friend? He was willing to lend an ear. Uh, no. we, needed a dr- we needed one of those drums yeah, where we what, go, put those in. <laughs> And I've got another one from Ruth, and she says, Who was that Dutch painter famous for his portraits? Hmm, I can't seem to remember. (laughs) Well, that largely um, means that you need to know how to pronounce Rembrandt. It does, yes. Yeah. Um, Maggie Ha. We should call her Maggie Ha Ha because this is. Oh, that's good, yeah. Yay! (laughs) Sorry, Maggie. That's when that drum thing would come back in. So she says, An artist takes his work to a gallery for the first time. A well-known art critic happens to be there and spots the painting. He walks over to the young artist. Excuse me, would you like my opinion of your painting? Sure, replied the artist. Frankly, it's completely worthless. I know, but tell it to me anyway. I quite like that one. Yeah, I do too. I like the fact that the artist really doesn't give a toss what they think. Exactly. I've got Marie McSween and she says, an artist has a six-year-old child who likes to draw. His child drew a horse. The artist asks, you draw the horse wrongly. The child replied, how did I draw it wrongly? The artist said, why does the horse have wings? The child replies, why can't it have wings? The artist says, it isn't a horse if it has wings. The child replies, then why did you call it a horse? I love that. Right, anyway, we have got a brand new question for you, which is the Mona Lisa has her own mailbox in the Louvre because of all the love letters. The Louvre. What do you your ass? The Louvre. <laughs> Shall I do that again? Yeah. Okay. Is it the Louvre? I thought so. Okay. Why well, got it wrong? I <laughs> <laughs> The Mona Lisa has her own mailbox in the Louvre because of all the love letters she receives. If you could send a letter of any kind to a piece of art, what would your letter be about and what piece of art would you write it to? My questions are great lately, don't you think? Can you come up with that yourself? 
Yeah. Or did you find that online? No, no. I, do you know what I did find online? Oh, I, I found out that the Mona. I found out that the Mona Lisa has her own mailbox in the Louvre. Oh, right. Very but, good. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, maybe I did. Maybe I've forgotten. I saw that yeah. online somewhere. But I said th- no. I didn't. I. I just decided. Well, if I could write a letter to a piece of art, what would I? So what would you do then? I don't know. I haven't thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> you no I've only just heard about it well no I did uh, maybe I'd write a letter to one of my own pieces of art yeah um to try and and, and you know one that I'm not you know when you you do a piece of art and then you're just not confident about it yeah maybe I'd write a, a letter to it saying for goodness sake stop being so unconfident something like that. yeah yeah I'd write my I'd write an email to my painting <laughs> I'd probably like write one and say where the hell did you come from <laughs> yeah. yeah when it's a really good one you love it's like no, oh my god weird one you know like where the hell yeah. did that come from well having seen some of your mind maps yeah um yeah i can yeah anyway as always you can tweet us your answers at kick creators or let us know in the facebook group which if you haven't joined i really suggest you do we'll put the questions up there and also on the facebook page and of course on our instagram which is also kick in the creatives and don't forget to pop over to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges. And of course, there you can also subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we would be so grateful if you just leave us a little review on iTunes or even just a five star, five star rating if you don't have much time. <laughs> and also check out our YouTube channel and also subscribe it where we've got lots of videos and tutorials and silly stuff. And if you like what we do and you'd like to help support us here at Kicking the Creatives, you can now do so by buying us a coffee and you can find a link on our website. I think that's it. So that's it. That's it for this week. And we will see you in a fortnight. See ya. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. Back soon. Oh, was it? This is totally not anything to do with the podcast. I shouldn't be saying this on the podcast. But I was listening to some... Oh, yes, I was speaking to someone on the phone. I think it was from the bank or something. Oh, and he had a French accent. Oh, lovely. Oh, yeah. Oh. Aren't they lovely? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I called the phone and said to Kevin, I said, oh, that man had a lovely accent and he wasn't impressed. <laughs> Did you ask him to start speaking in a French accent? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway.